live from Miami, Florida, broadcasting around the world. Around the world. You're listening to Patriots Perspective with Christy Tasker. Your news behind the government's facade. Don't fall victim to propaganda or spend another 30 days in the tech gulag. Turn off your tell live vision and just listen. Hear the most mind-opening hours of your life as we interview whistleblowers and real patriots for uncensored truth. The Commie News Network and Fakebook cannot control the power of Jesus Christ. Therefore, they have no power over us. There aren't enough Vegas strippers to fake check what's coming. Put in your earphones and avoid the tech tyrants. Subscribe to PatriotsPerspective.com now and see the evidence and action items to help you take back your God-given rights, government, and expose Satan and his demons taking up residence in your community. Be sure to hit the like or rumble button and comment to tell us where you're holding the line. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to have with me tonight a guest that you are not going to believe. Her name is Michelle Stefanik. Many of you may know her. She is the oath-taking truth teller, and Michelle has got some information for us tonight that she says is going to make history. And Michelle, is it going to make his story or history or both. Um, I cannot wait to hear what you have discovered. And um, I'm just going to let you take it away, sister. Wonderful. Christy. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I just, I, you have been a blessing in my life. And I just want to thank you and Jeff for everything you guys have done. But needless to say, I don't even know where to begin as there is so much to unpack here, right? Yes. So I want to start with this. What was, is the FBI raid on Trump really about? What is all of this really about? To paraphrase from Oliver Stone's 1991 movie, JFK, is that why? Now that's a real question, isn't it? Why? The how and the who is just scenery for the public prevents from asking the most important question, why? Who benefited? Who has the power to cover it up? Who? Okay. So as this is a challenge for all of us, Please ask questions along the way as I provide my very own and even at times personal linkages, insight as to what all this is really about. Well, Michelle, before you before you start even going into that, because we are on Facebook and YouTube and I know it's, it's been a really long time since I have published anything like this on Facebook and YouTube. We are going to stay away from any. M-E-D-I-C-A-L advice, and um, we are going to stay away from anything that related, as you probably well know that the keywords that we have to stay away from, from YouTube and Facebook. 
because we are going to go through a little bit of history. Um, but first of all, I think it's really important for this audience to understand that you are the, the auditor that was in Nairobi when the bombing occurred in 1998. And I'm going to remind everybody of the timeline. 1998 was about three years before 2001, where we have 9-11 for two buildings plus building seven. And that's the building that is mysteriously came down. So um, all of this is linked together. You've shown that before on, on past broadcast. Um, that I'm going to encourage people to go back to Rumble and go to Right On Radio. Um, we are going live on Patriots Perspective tonight because Jeff is on a little vacation. And Michelle has been emailing me and emailing me and emailing me and saying, this is like critical. We need to get this out. We need to get it out. So I, I definitely didn't want to suppress the news. And I know that Jeff wouldn't want to do that as well. And um, so we are missing him. We're missing him with his technical, <laughs> when it comes to the technicalities of running the entire show. But I do want people to go back and listen to your testimony, listen to exactly what happened. Because the last show we did with you, Michelle, describing the, the bombings in Nairobi and how you tied them together with 9-11 is huge. It is absolutely, we all know that we've been lied to and, um, when people come here, especially to Facebook, um, with open minds tonight, um, I think that they are going to see what's really going on and and what what we may have missed. So take it away, Michelle. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I did want people to know exactly who you were. That you're not. No, just thank you, thank you for that. Off the street. Absolutely. You're not a yogi and we didn't just pluck you off the street. You actually know what you're talking about. And you are a federal whistleblower with congressional testimony. And um, you are a very smart woman. And I admire your opinion. I love hearing from you. And I love hearing your thoughts. And I have not even heard what you're going to say here tonight. And um, I'm very excited to um, just have you share it with us. Okay. But just for clarification, okay. um, I was with the Department of State um, when I was on an excursion tour from the Office of Inspector General to the Foreign Service on a limited excursion tour to Embassy Nairobi from 1995 to 1998 um, at the time of the embassy bombing. So I was the actual Foreign Service Embassy Nairobi um, Financial Management Director on excursion tour a limited appointment to the Foreign Service from the State Department's Office of Inspector General. Previously to that, I was indeed a federal auditor. And subsequently, because of the embassy bombing, I then was also a federal Department of Justice, Southern District of New York, Crime Victims' Rights Act protected victim and witness in regards to the August 7, 1998 East Africa embassy bombings and flown back to attend the trial in New York City under the jurisdiction of Department of Justice, Southern District of New York. I actually uh, did a fellowship up on the Hill and I worked with the Hill, but I personally have never testified in front of Congress, um, despite my working on the personal staff of Senator Olympia Snow, my interactions in H, the legislative office of the State Department and outreach accordingly to both chambers and both parties throughout this whole entire ordeal, which I will also get into in my comments later. 
Um, so I just wanted to put some clarification Thank you. out Thank there you. just just because um, not knowing who is going to watch this, that they know that, you, you know, you don't know inside the system. But I just want to make sure those yes. for in, those inside the system, they know that. Um, uh, no, that, that's why we're here for people to be able to listen to what you're saying. Um, you know, instead of you just telling me as a friend, I mean, that we're, I feel like we're basically just having a conversation. And I've basically said, if anybody has any questions, please do post the comment in the chat on Facebook and YouTube. Um, I can see them there. Um, and, and CPS um, News Network says the FBI is the secret service. And um, that is a possibility. So Michelle, let, let's go into what your thoughts are um, and that your timeline, because you've prepared a, a great timeline um, regarding the Trump FBI, um, I call it uh, the Mar-a-Lago raid, um, because, you know, I, I feel like the F FBI is, is against us and not really for us all the time. Maybe other people, you know, have some views on that that could, you know, change my thinking. And maybe you're going to change my thinking tonight, Michelle. I think you're going to be blown away by where this goes. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. So as you know, I focus on facts, sourcing, and timeline of events, particularly since I was a professional federal auditor. And then you step back to ask questions, the same questions I just posed with logic and always considering why, who, as well as the capability and capacity at hand to carry it off. So no doubt I will be pulling pieces together that you and your audience may not even consider, but the pieces fit. So here we go. Let's start building the timeline of events. Monday, August 8th, 2022 FBI with an authorized warrant searched Trump's Mar-a-Lago home in the state of Florida. Okay. So look at this. This warrant was supposed supposedly authorized on Friday, August 5th, 2022. So we have another date to our timeline of events. Mm -hmm. But wait a minute, Christy. If this was is and was so urgent, then why wasn't the FBI warrant acted upon immediately, immediately and yeah. not until three days later? Mm -hmm. Oh, but wait. Now look at this. That Sunday, August 7th, 2022, two days after the warrant was authorized and one day before the actual raid, I mean, search itself was the 24th anniversary of the most devastating attack in our history on our embassies. Now, given our last podcast we did together was done on Tuesday August 2nd, and posted on Wednesday, August 3rd. The podcast specifically addresses the August 7, 1998 
East Africa embassy bombings being the precursor trial run for 9-11. So what do you think? Is there a connection here? So let's add this date to the timeline of events. And by the way, for your audience that is unaware, the podcast I'm referencing was posted on Wednesday, August 3rd, episode 325, Black Budget Bomb. This proves it. Now you will understand. Okay. So again, we have so many rabbit holes we could go down, but let's focus on this for now. Mm-hmm. Then, as Attorney General Merrick Garland personally approved the search warrant request on Thursday, August 11, 2022, during his press briefing, he stated that DOJ had filed a motion to unseal the warrant and was ordered to notify Trump's attorneys of the motion and to advise the judge by 3 p.m. Friday the next day as to whether the former president opposed the warrant's release. So as you know, Friday, August 12th, 2022, the warrant was released. But Christy, what is really needed is the sworn statement made by whom and the sworn affidavit and that, as of now, the Department of Justice refuses to have unsealed. So what's up with that? The judge has scheduled a hearing for tomorrow. On Thursday, August 18, 2022, to hear arguments on this matter. This is very key to watch what happens. So let's add those three dates to the timeline, okay? Mm -hmm. Is this the same judge, first of all, before we go any further, I know I said I was gonna have a hand raiser, um, but is this same judge, the same judge that um, recused himself from the Clinton-Trump lawsuit but yet he still signed a is it i mean is this the same judge that's ruling is that the one that as far as i know it is i have not seen any motion to change uh to recuse the judge and to change the judge i i'm not aware of that maybe someone in your audience is but i am under the assumption that it is the same judge I'm going to look that up while we're while we're here. So if people see me kind of looking over while you're talking, I'm going to I'm going to look those things up. Excellent. Okay. so that's Attorney General Merrick Garland. Right now. What about FBI Director Christopher Wray? Now, this is really interesting. I don't know if you and your audience are aware of this. Guess where Christopher Wray was on Thursday, August 4th. So this is after our podcast being uh, posted. And the day before the search warrant was authorized, attending a Senate Judiciary Committee hearing. Now, this is interesting in so many ways. So supposedly, Ray left the hearing earlier than anticipating 
anticipated departing early to fly on a supposed government jet to upstate New York for vacation. And the GOP in both chambers, in both the House and the Senate, are now wanting answers accordingly. So supposedly, that is why and where FBI Director Christopher Wray was heading to Saranac Lake in the um, Adirondacks. Not sure how long he was there. If he was there just for Friday for the warrant to be signed, or I have no idea. But what is even more interesting is that every single senator, 100 of them, Democrat and Republican, are and were well aware of my situation, my case, to include all the members on that Senate Judicial Committee, including Senator Chuck Grashley, no doubt Mitch McConnell from Kentucky, Mark Warner, Tim Kaine from Virginia, all of them. So as I've stated over and over previously, all this is not a partisan issue as far as I'm concerned, as both parties are guilty, they're lying, deceiving, manipulating the American people. Again, I not only find the timing of this hearing curiously interesting, but all the drama that now apparently that is playing out surrounding it to the point that I wouldn't be surprised to find out portions thereof were prearranged, pre-planned, and pre-orchestrated. With that, so let's add that date to the timeline of events as well to document not only FBI Christopher Ray, but the applicable Senate committee with oversight jur- jurisdiction for and over the FBI itself was involved in all this, the Senate Judicial Committee. Now, I'm not sure when the hearing was originally scheduled, but I certainly do have suspicions. Okay. And and, and the other thing people really should know is this judge um, had direct ties, um, according to the New York um, Post um, and and to the Herald, they cited the court documents in the court documents, um, it basically stated, hold on one second. Um, oh, the, the Florida, the Florida federal magistrate judge who signed off on the search warrant authorizing the FBI raid of former president Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort donated to Barack Obama's 2008 campaign, presidential campaign months after, um, he left the, left the local U.S. attorney's office rep to, to rep employees of convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. So, I mean, this is this is like going round around and around in circles. Um, one of the things that um, CPS News Network is saying is there's a gentleman by the name of Craig Sawyer, Veterans for Child Rescue, says that the FBI um, and Secret Service um, has not connect has no connections to the president or has any integrity, as I as I understand it. Correct me if I'm wrong, CPS Network. Um, but those are just some of the comments coming through. And obviously, we're all kind of sick. Nicole Young is saying, "Stop the um, corruption." 
and and they're right. You know, we do have to stop this corruption and, and we're going to have to do it ourselves because obviously, you know, they're all like a big circle um, swarming between, you know, your Nairobi, India. I mean, excuse me, your Nairobi um, embassy. I said India, but it's embassy is what I was trying to say. Sorry, Michelle, it's late. <laughs> but, <laughs> no problem. But basically, you know, it's, it's like they, you know, with, with there being test subjects, if everybody only understood that there's test subjects in everything um, from these masks that they've tried to put on people um, to, you know, the fear factoring and everything that's going in between it to, you know, what's really happening. We, we never really know. I mean, like we've got Juan Osavin at this very moment, you know, who's floating around in a kayak, probably somewhere in, um, Washington state or, you know, that somewhere along, you know, could be in Alaska. I don't really know exactly where he was with Ohio Brett. Um, but you know, he seems, you know, all calm about the situation. So was it expected? Um, what is really happening, you know, with this entire situation? We don't really know. Oh, I think by the end of this, we will all know. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> now, this one, I have lots more insight to provide, but let's start here to get it on the timeline of events. And that's Trump's scheduled multi-hour deposition in New York City with New York Attorney General. And supposedly he took the Fifth Amendment more than 440 times. On Wednesday, August 10th, 2022. And just days after the FBI search and in New York City, in New York. So let's add these dates to the timeline events, but come back to this one specifically in a bit. Okay, so we've set the stage, right? So now I want to address the complexity of all this, particularly in light of my conjecture of what all this is really about. Now let's fit in more pieces to the timeline of events. Okay, now are you aware of this? This article is by Ida Domenico of msn.com and it's called Two Remain hospitalized after rideshare driver slams into Arlington pub sparking fire again. So this event happened on Friday, August 12th, 2022 and adding it to the timeline of events because it's extremely significant. So for those unaware, here is the article. Two people remain in critical condition Saturday afternoon after a rideshare driver crashed into Ireland's four courts in Arlington, Virginia, injuring over a dozen people and starting a fire, authorities said. The incident occurred Friday evening in the courthouse neighborhood. The Arlington County Police Department said at approximately 6.45 p.m., police and fire 
were dispatched to the 2000 block of Wilson Boulevard for the report of a vehicle into a restaurant. Dozens of people were injured and the crash caused a structural fire, which was quickly extinguished by the Arlington County Fire Department. Officials yeah. said nine patients were transported to area hospitals. Two remain in critical condition. One is in serious but stable condition. And six were treated for non-life-threatening injuries. Six others were treated and released on the scene. Seven News also learned that three restaurant staff members were released from the hospital late Friday night. A GoFundMe was started to help support the popular Arlington pub. As of Saturday night, the page raised over $27,000 in donations. Police said their preliminary investigation indicates the driver of the vehicle, who was operating as a rideshare driver, and had a passenger at the time of the incident was traveling north on North Courthouse Road when he left the roadway and crashed into the restaurant, according to a release issued Saturday afternoon. Officials said the driver and passenger were among those that were taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Undoubtedly, the decisive actions of the arriving officers to run directly into the building and remove patrons save lives, save lives, said Police Chief Andy Penn. During a developing emergency incident where seconds count, the men and women of the Arlington County Police Department exemplified their professionalism and unwavering commitment to providing the highest level of police services, and I couldn't be prouder of their response. The coordinated and collaborative response with the Arlington County Fire Department and our mutual aid partners demonstrates the operational readiness of first responders to act quickly during critical incidents to save lives. In tragic events such as these, we see the very best of our community. In addition to first responders, I commend the many witnesses and bystanders who, bystanders who sprang into action to assist those in need. The building was determined to be structurally sound, but could not be reoccupied, officials said. The cause of the crash also remains under investigation as detectives continue to review the evidence and speak with witnesses. I am extremely proud of the response by the men and women of the Arlington County Fire Department, said Fire Chief David uh, Poslitz. Our members are trained to respond to the unthinkable, and that is exactly what they encountered while arriving on the scene. Through their direct actions, lives were saved. This incident tested our response system, requiring significant support from our mutual aid partners. Incidents such as this reinforced that the Arlington County 
fire department is well prepared and that the relationship with our public safety partners remains strong. I applaud those who selflessly rendered care and evacuated patients to safety in what was extremely chaotic circumstances. The heroism of the first responders and bystanders who ran directly into danger to help us is to be commended. Our hearts and thoughts remain with our community as they recover from this tragic event. On scene assistance was provided by Arlington County Sheriff's Office, Alexandria Fire Department, Fairfax County Fire and Rescue, and Joint Base Meyer-Henderson Hall Fire Department, U.S. Military Installation Joint Base Meyer-Henderson Hall Fire Department. Anyone with information that may assist the ongoing investigation is asked to contact Detective K. Stahl at kstahl at arlingtonva.us or 703-228-7145. Information may also be reported anonymously to Arlington County Crime Solvers at one 411 tips Okay, now, Christy, most importantly, my thoughts and prayers go out to all those that are injured mm-hmm. in this and any such incident. But yeah, wow. There's always, there's always some, right, Michelle? There's always, like, no matter what situation there is, you know, there's always somebody that gets hurt. You know, innocent. I, I, yeah, really innocent. Very, yeah, very innocent people. When our, our fellow that. American citizens, right, is my point. But wow, Christy, we have so much to impact, uh, unpack here. First of all, as you are following closely the Megan Walsh court case in a court mm-hmm. in the state of Florida, mm-hmm. well, given my federal status and the federal national security matter and implications involved in my matter, how did my situation ever get into a state-level court system? Oh, wow, Christy, is this just a coincidence or what? Given this car crash occurred in the exact Commonwealth of Virginia, Arlington Court located and mentioned in this article the exact court involved in my case and my situation of which this exact Arlington County Police Department had and played a pivotal role in the targeted retaliatory actions taken against me. So, so the same so the same department. So these are the same departments, right? Absolutely. You're the same fire department, same can you just clarify which department? The same like, Arlington County Police Department and Fairfax County Police Department and uh, uh, Arlington Sheriff's Department. And how but, are they? Okay, so so with the Nairobi with with the Nairobi Embassy, these are the same departments. Well, how in the world did my case of Na- that's my point? How did my federal 
national security matter get into the Commonwealth of Virginia? I didn't put it there. Department of State did through all their little contacts with oh. all these same entities. So but, it's kind of like it's kind of like I'm just going to give people an example of you know Adam Walsh goes missing from a Sears department store in Hollywood, Florida. His severed head turns up in Indian River County Canal based on a psychic that happened to have brought the police there who the psychic happened to be a Hollywood psychic after, you know, she became like world famous after and she's a psychic that basically had her own um, call in number um, and everything. And then John Walsh and Reve Walsh move to Indian River County. And that's also the same Indian River County that have taken Megan's children. So there's no coincidence. Don't look here, everybody. Oh, but okay, let's, Michelle, let's see where you're going with this. Okay, so know, I, let's I, take this a, even a step further. These exact first responder entities that are specifically referenced and mentioned in this exact article are and were the exact same first responder entities that responded on 9-11 when the Commonwealth of Virginia zip code portion of the Pentagon was hit that day. Now, isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. Ready to take it even a step further? This yeah. car crash involved an Irish pub. Given my conjecture about JFK, RFK, wait a minute, Joseph P. Kennedy, wasn't he supposedly involved, the head of even the Irish mob here in Massachusetts, in New York, or even in the United States writ large? There's some kind of Irish mob linkage connection. Oh, wait a minute, Megan Walsh. Her court case, John Walsh, doesn't he supposedly have some kind of connection linkage to the Irish mob as well? That's what some people have said. Oh, but wait a minute. Speaking of 9-11, what about Dick Cheney and his father's supposed connection to the Irish mob? Wait a minute, Christy. Is all this an indicator that this is all about 9-11? So well, wait. I have thought, I have thought like the the reason of the raid, you know, because Trump did, a lot of people don't realize is he um declassified, you know, the whole thing with the the 17th letter. Um, by the way, it's the 17th of August today, everyone. Um they he declassified so many documents and I, I do know that there was a question of maybe he perhaps declassified the documents and he doesn't have to wait until they're released you know he can actually take a set of declassified documents and they could have been still marked classified 
Um, so that copy could, that's what I've, that's what I've heard. I don't know if that's true or not. People feel free to weigh in. Um, but that is, that is what I have heard. And if that's the case, because he is saying, release the documents, release the documents. So obviously they're declassified if he's saying that, because let me just say this, you know, he is a very, you know, high level chess player <laughs> and, and, um, I do believe there's a great possibility that he might have set the FBI up to come and get, you know, these documents or whatever it is they're trying to get. But at the same time, you know, I think we all have to be concerned, you know, did they also go into plant, you know, to, to plant things? I mean, we know that they can do that via our computers. It'd be really easy for them to plant anything, you know, inside of his house, especially considering that they made the attorneys, and the Secret Service that was there to protect him, they actually made them leave the house, which I thought was very awkward. Um, and then they also wanted the cameras to be turned off, you know, while they're in, you know, this massive estate with um, the First Lady's things and, you know, and, and, and Trump's things as well. So I just think it's extremely awkward that they wanted the cameras turned off. And, you know, it's like the, everything, everything they want going on right now is in secret you know, from, you know, the legalized um, CPS system that we have going on to, you know, when I say that, you know, they're basically taking parents into a closed court system with only one judge and everybody else pretty much against the parent. And um, they're there alone and they're against like multiple people. And it's a system of absolute corporations um, that, you know, this is this is not what any of us signed up for. This is not per our constitution um, where we're supposed to be able to live life and, you know, the, and gain the pursuit of happiness. I mean, I don't think that makes anyone happy, including the children that is supposed to be in their best interest. So yeah, continue on, Michelle. I'm sorry for my rant. No, but the point is, so you're seeing it, right? Now we're oh, going to yeah. take it. We're going to take it. You wait till you see where we take this. Mm -hmm. Okay. So wait. This car crash occurred on the same day, Friday, August 12th, 2022, that the search warrant was unsealed and released. Now, is that just a coincidence? Well, how about this? Another recent car crash in the news of recent. One was, uh, what was her name? Anne Hashay's car crash, or rather car crashes, with the first crash apparently happening around 11 a.m., about 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then she apparently fled the scene and proceeded to drive on the same block before slamming her car into a different home minutes after her first accident. And for the timeline of events, when did this car crash in Mar Vista, Los Angeles, California occur on Friday, August 5th, 2022? But wait a minute. Is that right? On the same day, Friday, August 5th, 2022, that the FBI search warrant was authorized. And then another car crash on the same day, Friday, August 12th, 2022, that the search warrant was unsealed and released. 
So what is going on here? This is not just a coincidence. One in California, one in Virginia. In essence, from coast to coast. Or another way to look at it, north, south, east, west, given the four states involved, New York, Florida, Virginia, and California. Wow, right? Okay, so now let's- Okay, wait, I have, to, I have to stop you for a second, Michelle. I'm literally like reading through um, uh, NBC New York, um, Channel 4's um, article. They said that she became prominent on NBC soap opera, Another World, in the late 1980s before becoming one of the hottest stars in Hollywood in the 1990s. She was constant on magazine covers and in big budget films, opposite actors, including Johnny Depp and Harrison Ford. I mean, <laughs> yeah, listen, I know that they're big actors, but I mean, like, it's like you almost can't make this stuff up. They're just, it's such a small world. Oh, Where? yeah, but she was also in um, Wag the Dog, which happened, was released in 1997 about the Kosovo campaign of Clinton and right before our embassy bombing. She was okay. also in Quantico, as in the Marine Corps. Wow. Okay, you see what I'm saying? So there is a lot here. Yeah, because we know that they tell us what they're doing via movies. I mean, that's pretty evident that they they do. And and, and I think it, that's the hardest part for Americans to understand is because we've been so brainwashed by the television and the movies and everything that they want us to be super focused on. Like right now, they would rather, you know, me plot you and I be plopped down in front of a movie rather than actually having a conversation that other people could actually join in on. And, and that's the easier thing to do, right? You know, just to get up in your pajamas and, exactly. and watch, watch one exactly. of their movies. But that's oh, why I wanted to show the timeline of event because that's not the end all be all. That is a piece of the bigger puzzle that's at play. Okay. And we have four major states involved, New York, Virginia, Florida, and California. Yeah. Okay. So now what we're going to do is we're going to transition into another aspect of this puzzle. So on Sunday, August 14, 2022, we're going to put this date on the timeline of events as well. Senator Mitt Romney's comments were published regarding his hopes Liz Cheney wins race against Trump-backed challenger Harriet Hagman, but could see her run for president one day. Okay, that's his right. You know, he can release his press statement. Wait, no hold on. He's allowed to no say whatever he wants to. But hey, he's allowed to say whatever he wants to, but we're not. Okay. <laughs> right. But why am I highlighting Mitt Romney? Well, because of all my previous documented comments regarding Mitt Ron Romney and his linkages and interlinkages to Robert O'Brien, President Trump's national security advisor, Kofor Black. 9-11 hearing participant, Kofor Black, Carlos the Jackal, 
Sudan, Bid Laden, August 7, 1998, Burisma, linkages, Kofor Black, as well as Seychelles, U.S. Navy SEAL, Blackwater, Eric Prince, Burisma, Hunter Biden, and of course then, linkages they all have to Steve Bannon. So needless to say, as we could spend an hour just on those applicable interlinkages, interconnection rabbit holes, based on my previous documented comments, that is the reason why I highlighted Sen uh, Senator Mitt Romney's comments in support of Liz Cheney. And now look at that. Tuesday, August 16, 2022, Liz Cheney is primaried. So let's put that date on the timeline of events. Tuesday, August 16, 2022, Liz Cheney loses her Wyoming GOP congressional primary. To who? Harriet Hageman. Just because it's so apparent and appropriate for this discussion, you know, like hang a man. <laughs> right <laughs> well i will say there's one thing for sure we really can't make this stuff up i mean no you know and, we, and it, it's like the they, white hats behind all this they have a very wicked sense of humor and that's what you've got to understand that's when you know you're right on target because they throw you you know, a, a gesture like this to say, listen, we're taking this very seriously, but you need to lighten up because we've got it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Well, I, like I said, I mean, they all are out floating um, in a, in, in a, you know, kayak. I mean, literally I'm like, you know, on with Ohio Brett today. And the last of his concern was whether we were going to be okay or not. You know, maybe I should get some food, you know, just in case they, you know, he wants to come and eat it when he's back in South Florida, you know, was, was the response. <laughs> well, so. because they think this, they think what I'm about to expose next is not going to come out. Okay. Okay. So wait a minute, Christy, who gives pardons? Well, presidents give pardons for sure. The president of the United States. Oh my goodness. So is that why Dick Cheney has come out of the woodwork? He needs <laughs> to get his daughter elected president so she can pardon him. Yes. Why? Because is all this about the chief coordinator, chief orchestrator of 9-11 and so many other crimes for decades, Dick Cheney? finally being arrested, finally being brought to justice, and Trump was necessary to make all this happen. So what do you think, Christy? I think we've connected some dots here. I've identified the right pieces of the puzzle because all the pieces of the puzzle fit. It, it, Michelle, every time, you know, in, in the past, you know, for the past like two or three years, however long I've known you and been listening to, you know, your the pieces of the puzzle that you're able to put together because you have lived through 
a lot of these attacks, and especially, you know, with it, with it really starting with the embassy in Nairobi and that being one of the first major things, I think it, it definitely cannot be discredited at all. And oh, wait till we go to this next level. Oh, well, I can tell you this, Dick Cheney, you know, we know that, you know, he just came out of the woodworks, right? When I say out of the woodworks, he literally came out of the woods to do that commercial for his daughter. Like he's going to like save her. Right. Um, so that's, that's a really interesting statement. Um, oh, I don't and know that goes back to my comment about Mitch McConnell and Chuck Grassley being a part of this from the very beginning because they know Dick Cheney has to have Liz Cheney as president to pardon all of them. Mm, okay. Okay. Now, so you you're you saying you think Grassley's a bad guy? Let's me continue on. Okay. <laughs> okay. But you're getting it. You see, you're getting it right. What's really at play? Okay. Hunter Callahan says that the television's an idiot box. I agree, Hunter. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, okay. So there's and even more. You're bad if you don't let your kids watch the television. Did you know that, Megan? <laughs> yeah, according to CPS, you're really bad if you don't let your kids go to school or watch the television. Unless you watch it from a new lens and just watch how the lies, they fabricate the lies, right? Yeah. And that's what we have to do, really. I mean, you know, a lot of people, you know, will say that that we shouldn't, you know, subscribe to um, Netflix and things like that. Listen, I don't think your children should be watching it, to be honest. I really don't. I think it's well, considering Obama and Susan Rice's influence on Netflix. Yes. But what I'm saying is we need to know what they're putting on there to know what their next moves are, because they're basically you know, they put out the truth so that you, you know, it's there. You can't say you didn't know. Oh, and absolutely. Am like amongst the lies. But the problem is, you know, that you've got like, you know, the, the stupid shows in between that actually that people end up watching. Well, they did watch. I'm going to say, you know, it is kind of interesting to see them bring in the World War II shows back. But, you know, are they really telling the truth in that part? You know, it's like well, these half truths exactly and and to to exemplify what you're saying recently i watched the netflix series on db cooper and yeah. as a result of me watching that i was able to see clearly what this is and how it fits in to the timeline of events of what i'm reporting mm -hmm. okay db cooper is not what everybody thinks it was and Mark Zayed, the lawyer, uh -huh. knew about my case and did nothing, okay? And the woman, the CIA director, the skies that's on there is one of the 51 experts of the Hunter Biden scandal that I provided comments on previously. But now I want to focus in on this, okay? Mm -hmm. So even... So there's even more now given our Wednesday, August 3rd, 2022 posted podcast, episode 325, Black Budget Bomb. This proves it. Now you will understand. Were you aware of who the Department of Justice U.S. Attorney in Southern, in the Southern District of New York, after Mary Jo White, 
after Mary Jo White, who tried the East Africa embassy bombing trial, which I attended in New York City in June of 2001, when Department of Justice put us up at the World Trade Center Marriott while attending the trial, months later, we all know what happens. Guess who followed Mary Jo White as U.S. attorney in the Southern District of New York? Just James tell us. Comey. <laughs> okay. Well, given all my previous documented remarks, so the question I have and remains unanswered is why didn't James Comey, President George Bush, Vice President Dick Cheney, Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice, and even his daughter, who was at the State Department and also would have been in the know, Liz Cheney, why didn't they protect me, assist me when I was being targeted, retaliated against, unless they were the ones, including Liz Cheney, to be the ones that orchestrated, coordinated the targeting of me to begin with. Are you seeing any patterns here? Like a recent FBI raid, I mean search, perhaps. Yes. yes. <laughs> so as you can see, this is much broader, much further back than just 9-11. So how yes. far back? So, should Liz Cheney be eligible to run for president? In my opinion, of course, absolutely not. But given she, as supposedly I was supposed to have, has constitutional rights, it's now time to have Liz Cheney questioned under oath in a court of law, better yet, in a public military tribunal to find out firsthand from her what she knew, when she knew it, and what role, accomplicing role, did she have in any, all of it, to include her lack of assisting me and or targeting me instead, and to finally find out why, so I and the whole entire world will finally know finally know why. So then that leads back to Trump. Not only the FBI raid, I mean search, but his deposition. Again, I get it. No doubt Trump was needed to be president to obtain as much evidential matter records he could while in office for a court of law, a public military tribunal, even, regarding 9-11. But, Christy, it's not just 9-11. Again, during Trump's Wednesday, August 10, 2022, scheduled multi-hour deposition in New York City with New York Attorney General and investigators, Trump supposedly took the Fifth Amendment more than 440 times. This is not just about what records Trump has. It's about what Trump knows. How far back? How far ranging? And now, 
some possibilities, speculation on my part, given what I know and my conjectures as to what all this is really about. So 9-11, absolutely no doubt. But given all my previous documented remarks, what about me and my case? Given my U.S. Supreme Court case filings dated August and November 2016, before Trump even became president, particularly given Vaughn Bishop, Trump's CIA deputy director, was the Embassy Nairobi CIA chief of station at the time of the August 7, 1998 East Africa embassy bombings and all the Cash Patel drama that played out in the final months of the Trump presidency regarding Vaughn Bishop. And they didn't know. So what did President Trump know? And when did he know it? How did he know it? Who told him? And what did they tell him? So you see, there's so many questions and questions only Donald Trump, President Trump himself can answer. But how about this one? And this one's going on around in the Democratic media. Supposedly, in one of Trump's books, there's supposedly a reference made to 9-11, Bin Laden even, prior to. I must admit, I personally myself has not verified this claim. But my point is this. If true, my question would be this. Who was Trump's ghostwriter? As it was, as, was it Trump that wrote this or someone else? And if someone else, who was it? And what was, is there applicable background and affiliation in light of now, I guess, what, now it's coming out that FBI Peter Strzok was really CIA? And would it be a fair question to ask of Donald Trump to get to the truth, to get to the facts, to go directly to the supposed source? Yes, I believe so. Especially since Donald Trump was supposedly one of the first on the day of even openly and publicly questioning what really brought down how the Twin Towers really collapsed on the day of 9-11 itself. Or how about this? And again, given my previous documented remarks to include in one of our previous Right on Radio podcast, we did together And that's regarding what rule, awareness of any, JFK Jr. personally had in regards to the August 7, 1998 embassy bombings, given it was an inside job and precursor to trial run for 9-11, and given the August 10, 1998 Washington Post article, the ultimate joint statement. So speaking of John F. Kennedy Jr., Jr., this now brings up the next point that Trump may have been questioned on and to include by the New York Attorney General. Though I have never 
personally heard directly from, attributed directly from Donald Trump himself. Christy, as you are well aware, there were many in the so-called truther community that adamantly stated and reiterated that JFK Jr. and Princess Diana both were still alive and standing ready to be key witnesses in military tribunals in Gitmo. Now, again, given the potential involvement that JFK Jr. had regarding August 7, 1998, this very much perturbed me. But maybe now, even more so for Trump himself, since he supposedly had met with both prior to their applicable deaths, insinuating if both are still alive, ready to be witnesses in military tribunal, then both faked their own deaths, insinuating that Donald Trump had a rule, may have had a rule in either or both of them faking their deaths. And John F. Kennedy Jr.'s plane departed from New York, right? Yes. If insurance, et cetera, was paid out, that's fraud, right? So again, during Trump's Wednesday, August 10, 2022, scheduled multi-hour deposition in New York City with New York Attorney General and investigators, Trump supposedly took the Fifth Amendment more than 440 times. So you see, this is even broader than August 7, 1998 and September 11, 2001. Given there's questions of Trump even really being eligible to have run for presidency himself when he did supposedly due to his own mother's status. His uncle, Tesla, or even why did Nixon go to see Trump right after he resigned in regards to Watergate. So you see many questions. And again, during Trump's scheduled Wednesday, August 10, 2022 deposition, he supposedly took the Fifth Amendment more than 440 times, which then leads me to speculate who was really investigating, questioning Donald Trump since whether the Espionage Act was violated, has now been tossed around in the media by real, and I don't mean like U.S. Navy SEAL, CIA, Michael Jaco. I mean, and Rob O'Neill, CIA. I mean, real U.S. military, U.S. special forces, perhaps, by real joint, unified, inner service representative U.S. military JAG legal counsel, if not already involved in the questioning of Donald Trump, they need to be, they must be, in order to get Trump's side of the story. Well, you know, what's really interesting, Michelle, I pulled up an article um, from just um, July the 28th, 2022. So, you know, Trump really with the Saudis had started this live golf tournament. And by the way, my husband really likes the live golf tournament. 
thinks is actually really good. And, and the golfers seem to enjoy it. And of course, there's lots of money involved. But he started that because the PGA was really, you know, trying to pull a fast one over on the golfers and kind of sandwich them into, you know, only having the PGA. So, of course, you know, when Trump came out of office, they decided they were going to pull the golf tournaments from all the Trump resorts. So what's really interesting based on what you're saying is on July the 28th, 2022, um, in the New York Post, um, they, there's a headline, Donald Trump says nobody's gotten to the bottom of 9-11 at a Saudi-backed tournament. So that's the Saudi-backed um, Live Golf Series, which I interviewed um, Ohio Brett. Um, and, and that interview is still on my YouTube channel. Um, so that people can understand really what I believe that is about as well. Uh, but it's very interesting that um, he's saying this and just bringing it up out of the blue, right? That nobody's gotten to the bottom of 9-11. And, um, but he you know, thinks he was supposed to take out Liz Cheney. That's mm -hmm. not the Cheney he was he's taking out. Right. It's Dick Cheney. Yeah. So I certainly would hope the real, not the CIA paramilitary, paramilitary spooks. I'm talking the real U.S. special forces and applicable real U.S. military JAGs are involved now at this time to get Trump's side of the story, don't you? Yeah. Particularly given all the U.S. Navy, Office of Naval Intelligence, and CIA officials and others that were surrounding Trump during his administration that was sabotaging him for their agendas every step of the way. Trump needs his constitutional rights to be protected, but as treason has occurred and there is no statute of limitation for treason, this is in the jurisdiction of U.S. Special Forces, real Special Forces, and the military JAGs, not the FBI, considering how many treasonous crimes they, too, themselves have committed. My opinion, it's time for all of this to be revealed, totally revealed, finally revealed, once and for all. It's the only way to wipe the slate clean and for all the truth to be exposed. Which then brings us back full circle. What was, is the FBI raid on Trump really about? What is all this really about? Of which my conjecture is and remains that JFK was never assassinated. JFK or RFK was never assassinated and thus what was Watergate really about? As it is all interlinked and interconnected, as you and your audience can clearly see, and still pertinent and relevant to this day, given Dick Cheney's background, his father's Irish mob background, his Nixon I'm now trying to pin down where he was precisely on the day of November 22nd, 1963. As well as Trump 
Nixon came to see Trump right after Watergate. And our special forces are real special forces. If they took an oath to defend our nation against enemies, foreign and domestic, they are required to get to the truth and to the bottom of all this. But Donald Trump has to have constitutional rights, due process rights, because treason has indeed occurred, murder has indeed incurred, and there is no statute of limitation to neither. So what do you think? I think it could absolutely be, um, you know, right. Um, I, when I'm even just pulling up, um, pulling up, uh, I don't know if everybody can see this, you know, take it out on 9-11 Cheney's herring orders to shoot down U.S. airliners. And, you know, when I'm looking at this photo, you know, I'm sorry, but this does not look like people who are really serious about something. I mean, if you look at even what's on the table, Michelle, can you see what's on the table? There's literally cookies on the table when supposedly this stuff has happened so fast. I mean, this is staged, everybody. I mean, we have to realize, like, even when I'm going back looking at it, I'm just noticing some of these things. I mean, if you even read this article, supposedly this was taken in the frantic moments after two planes hit the World Trade Center on the morning of September 11th, Vice President um, Richard Cheney was in his office surrounded by aides. So that's what this picture is. They're trying to reach President George W. Bush, who was in Florida reading to students. Suddenly, Secret he Service- He was taken hostage that day. If you've yeah. seen my comments about 9-11 um, inside Air Force One, he was taken. I mean, I go extensively on that documentary that just was released in 2019. I don't which, know if you've seen that. We may have to do that one later for sure. Yeah. Maybe that's the next thing that we break down. But when I'm and the looking plane at this, was really shot down in West Virginia. Okay. A real plane was shot down in West Virginia. And that was by Dick Cheney, the only plane in the sky. But what I'm saying is if you look at this, he's surrounded by advisors. And who had time to go put cookies on the table, Michelle? Those are these are just basic things that if you're in frantic mode, who has time to go put cookies on the table? Okay. And Liz Cheney just got primaried so that she can run for president of the United States. Dick Cheney is now in a corner. And American people, you cannot vote Liz Cheney in for president. She needs to ask, answer some questions right now. And I have standing. And as she was present in the U.S. Department of State, she has more than standing, considering the suicide that happened inside the State Department of John Cockle on the eighth floor of the State Department. You can't get to the eighth floor of the State Department. No. <laughs> Without everybody, diplomatic security, it's a secure elevator. Okay. So this yeah. folks is really real. And yeah. Donald, I'm not saying Donald Trump is innocent and in everything. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump does have a constitutional right, due process right. But FBI, considering what the FBI did to me, Considering the FBI was on the task force of August 7, 1998, 
you saw the task force members. Why was the New York Port Authority on the embassy bombing trial uh, task force? Why yeah. was the Secret Service? Unless, of course, it really was about the over $44.4 trillion of black operational money that I was on the State Department's Office of Inspector General's team that found the money to be diverted in 1991. When was the first World Trade Center attack? 1993. Yeah, it's, I mean, if you have not heard Michelle's, our, our past episodes with her, make sure that you go on to Right On Radio. They're on Right On Radio on Podbean, um, also on Rumble. Um, I highly encourage everybody to do that. Michelle, I definitely think we cover 9-11 next. Um, I also have um, 9-11. I have an engineer that's coming on. Um, for those of you who don't know, I mean, typically I'm in the design and architectural community. So one of the first things, one of the first sites that I ever found was AE911truth.org. Um, and that is over 3,000 engineers, architects, um, firefighters, you know, experts, scientists who have come forward saying that there is no way that 9-11 happened like they say that it did. Matter of fact, those people, for the most part, you know, in their in their specific areas of expertise, agree on a, um, a possible, you know, like resolution of what happened. And um, they definitely do not agree with um, the 9-11 report. Um, so they wanted to, they basically wanted that report to be completely redone. Uh, by the way, that same report, um, the, the investigation occurred. Uh, for those of you who may not be aware, the same people who investigated 9-11 also came in to investigate Champlain Towers, which is the Surfside Collapse building here in Florida. Um, Governor DeSantis and um, our Miami-Dade mayor, um, Kava, actually stood up and, you know, started giving briefs um, regarding that. And those briefs did not sit very well with me as a um, PR um, expert. Um, let's just say, you know, there was some body language in the very beginning that was very odd, um, not necessarily from Governor DeSantis, but from Mayor Kava. And um, the whole situation is just very interesting. And my neighbor happens to be the manager of the Surfside Champlain Tower. So I'm going to have him on as well to talk about the grand jury ruling um, for that case. But I just think it's very interesting how these same investigators that no one trusted from 9-11 were called in to investigate the Champlain Towers. I mean, we should just be asking ourselves why, why, and why again? Now, they you, know what, you know when that, that collapse happened? It was, it was what, um, on, it was June something, June the way. Right, right after I went on another podcast and started revealing what I was revealing. Okay. I talk about that. So yeah, I have a connection to that as well. Okay, well, we have I've also done. I've also done extensive comments about the 911.gov um, uh, hearings themselves, going in over every one of the hearings as well as every one of the participants and their applicable connection and linkages to nine to August 7, 1998. Um, as well as all the accountability review board um, interviewees, of which for some reason I was not included. 
which is also very interesting. Vaughn Bishop was interviewed. Um, and so this is all interconnected. Mm. And my book, which is, you know, uh, yeah, what is the status of your book? They keep putting off a publishing. It has been purposely, intentionally delayed for publication over two years now. Um, when I finished the book, I immediately registered it, the raw version, unedited version with the Library Congress Registration Office in June of 2020. Um, and it is documented. It is there. The next day, I went under contract with a publisher and it has not been published since. And um, it's been delayed continually, even though it is even registered, uh, listed on Amazon for pre-order. It was supposed to be released in right after the 24th anniversary of the embassy bombing just recently. But now it's been punted to November 17, 2022, which is after the elections and right before the JFK assassination attempt anniversary, which I have already documented JFK, RFK not being assassinated as well as what Deep Throat was really about, Watergate was really about. And I'm now on the next level of evidential documentation to support that theory even more to include, as I presented previously, the book of Ted Sorensen um, that uh, in dated 1965, who I met personally, as well as um, uh, Edward uh, Senator Ted Kennedy, um, not realizing that I was supposed to solve the JFK um, lie as well. Um, and I'm now, you know, focusing in on that as well. JFK was never assassinated, either was RFK. Um, and I already have lots of extensive previous comments on that, but I'm going to the next level of actually um, cutting clips from well-known documentaries to include Oliver Stone's all uh, uh, own documentary to prove that it was all a military operation. JFK was never assassinated. Well, I'm going to But J.D. Tippett. J.D. Tippett was the only one really indeed assassinated, and his body is in Arlington Cemetery along with uh, JFK's intact brain. Wow. That's, that's, that's definitely um, a very interesting um, thing, Michelle. So I'm going to encourage everybody to go on and, and pre-order um, this book, um, it's tell the truth until they, uh, till they don't like what you have to say, which is, uh, Michelle, I just love the title. Um, and you know, I think if, if all of us go on there, they're now saying that they're going to release it in November. Um, right. uh, Pamela Reeves says, Michelle, I've heard that you, you will have to self publish the book because the cabal will buy up all of your books so that the news will not get it out. Hi, um, Pamela. Thank you so much for your comment. But let me give you this bits of information. Two reasons why I went with the publisher I went with. Christopher Fulton has written a book called The Inheritance. In it, it's called The Poisonous Fruit of the JFK Assassination. And it goes into how Christopher Fulton was arrested on August 9th, 1998, 
The embassy bombing was August 7, 1998. JFK attended the long wedding weekend up in Italy with Christiane Amanpour and Jamie Rubin with Madeleine Albright. That's all documented in the Washington Post article. Christopher Fulton was arrested after he acquired through Evelyn Lincoln JFK's Cartier watch. And because of Christopher's being arrested August 9th, 1998, the overlapping of events is that same weekend. I thought it would be best that I use the same publisher so that Christopher Fulton and I could go and tell our simultaneous stories because obviously they're both linked together. Mm. Christopher Fulton or Chris Mulligan, I went with Chris Mulligan. Subsequently, I found out that he was the son of a very high-level CIA official, as well as the fact that he is a part of the JFK assassination conspirators. Well, I definitely don't want to start. I know we don't have time to go into that, and I really, really want to like reserve that information for like a complete another podcast. I definitely hope we can get Cisco Wheeler on to talk about that with us considering absolutely she is a um possible eyewitness to <laughs> well what happened was i was given my comment on another podcast she contacted that host mm-hmm. that uh put us together so this is the backstory so i then contacted cisco wheeler she said honey you are spot on. You keep your research. You are absolutely correct. JFK was never assassinated. You keep going with this. You are right. Yeah. And they fooled, they fooled us on. for a long time. They fooled us for a very, very long time. So uh, we're going to have to rewrite history books and everything. And, and and really, we have to do it, honestly, like a, an hour and a half at a time. I mean, really, Michelle, like I, I really want to make sure people actually listen to this. Um, and we're at an hour and 20 minutes right now. And, you know, I want to keep it on topic because otherwise people it's it's so much it's so much of a information overload. That Absolutely. They can't, they can't even absorb it. And um, I don't want the information to get lost because, I mean, everything that you're saying is absolutely true. So you're going to go into it. And and with Cisco, you know, between the two of you, I can't wait to hear, you know, that because, I mean, I've heard her testimony of, you know, what she's seen and between what she's seen and your research, um, Along with even some of the people, you know, that were actually um, the other thing I'm trying to find is some of the people, the Cuban guys here in Miami that were actually hired um, to be a part of the, you know, the assassination, you know, because when we're taught that one guy was the only, you know, the only person with a gun that day, you know, we know that that's a lie from about six other, uh, you know, six other people that were hired. And they actually many of them have receipts and people can have attested to, you know, the sudden cash appearances and things like that, that appeared during that time. But that's a whole other story. I mean, and that relates to Watergate. Yeah, that's what Watergate was all about. JFK was never assassinated. He used a Hollywood squib. Yeah. So we're, we're and going that's, to that that finally has come out on May 14th of 2022, since I've come out openly and said JFK was never assassinated. Yeah. 
I mean, so it's, it's going to be a big one. Well, listen, thank you very much for putting together the timeline for everyone. I will publish the timeline along with this recording um, that will go out to all the all the um, Patriots Perspective subscribers tomorrow. Um, thank you all for, you know, being online and um, participating um, in the live. I know it's late, um, but I really appreciate it. And, you know, it's just information that we have to be able to pass along to our kids, even though it's tough to absorb. It's going to be really hard. The next few episodes that I'm going to be doing are going to be extremely hard for people to get and understand because it is the truth about 9-11 it is absolute facts and we have all been blindsided and um it, you know when i bring the engineers on it's so clear um of what happened you know and and if anybody wants to pre pre look at things it's ae911truth.org um they had a lot of their videos actually taken off of youtube some of them are still there um, but they do have a website with some of them embedded. It's absolutely, it's it's eye-opening. And I do think that's going to be the tipping point, Michelle. Like, even though um, they should be, you know, paying attention to the Nairobi um, embassy um, via our last episode, you know, because we've all been so brainwashed with 9-11 and, you know, even the Adam Walsh case, you know, changing our lives and taking away our freedom and people don't really understand that that's really what what's happened. I think the tipping point is going to be when the, the special forces and the Marine Corps jointly come out and say JFK was never assassinated. We protected him. Yeah, that absolutely. is what's going to because that's 9-11. The treason happened at the Pentagon. Mm -hmm. Not in the insurance fraud scam up in New York. Yeah. The treason happened when the World Trade Center 7 went down and all the Enron WorldCom files to litigate against the CIA that had fronts, those were fronts on American soil, were destroyed. Absolutely. That's treason. Yes. It's all treason. And, Many of these are treasonous acts. And like you well, said. So is, uh, so is August 7, 1998. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it and takes person. people like us, U.S. constitutional oath takers, that know the truth, that can prove the truth to make the, the, the tipping point. Yeah. And, not for you people not that are speculating. and for you not to sit silent on it as well. You know, you, you've lived it. You've lived it. I admire you for continuing to speak out on it because I imagine even the PTSD and things that, you know, may come with that. It's well, no, I wasn't there that day. It was in Ethiopia yeah, no, the day of the bombing. Still, I mean, I'm talking about losing, losing your staff, losing your friends that and you the, work with. And the fact that my section was the section that was targeted because of being the financial section. Yeah, like, they just, just like expect, the they weren't trillion. expecting you to take that trip. <laughs> huh? They weren't expecting you to take the trip. No, they weren't. And that's why the initial reports had the bombing was in the front instead of the back because they thought I was taken out. So everybody go listen to the other episode. We're going to sign off now uh, because otherwise we'll be going all night long because this is, <laughs> this, this, is, this is like the spider web that never ends. It feels like Michelle. Like, oh, it's going to end. Once yeah. they, they arrest Dick Cheney, it, it will, it'll change. Yeah. But Donald uh, Trump has to be given his due process, constitutional rights. It cannot be law enforcement. It has to be the special forces and military JAGs so that they can execute um, treasonous acts accordingly. Yep, exactly.
Well, thank you, everybody. Do go on, sign up, uh, go ahead and get your copy of Michelle's book. So that way, maybe they'll definitely come out with it in November and they won't try to push it any longer. Um, let's put some pressure on them that way and make sure that you do go to Patriots Perspective. And um, we're going to sign off, Michelle. And I really thank you for being here. And thank you, everybody, for watching. Have a blessed day. And remember to... Do unto others as you would have others do unto you.